Welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, your source of information for living the best years of your life, your way. For more than a decade, host Jim Brogan and his expert guests have come together each week to share important news and advice that can impact the lives and well-being of those who are retired and those nearing retirement. Learn about issues like health and fitness, financial planning, social security benefits, investment advice, and more. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Good morning, East Tennessee. Welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI, and we're thrilled to be with you not only at 9 every Saturday morning, but also again at 3 p.m. every Saturday afternoon. So if you you know, aren't able to catch all of our show, you can catch, uh, catch it at 3 o'clock as well, as we'll be rerunning it then. And of course, we also post them online with our podcast. So always be feel free to go to broganfinancial.com, click on radio, and you can listen to any show you'd like to from the recent past. You know, election day is past, but new laws and changes are most likely on the horizon. And with it, there's a lot of uncertainty on some key issues that could affect your retirement. You know, between the pandemic, with all the numbers increasing, a contentious election season, and an extended period of vote counting, we should understand the importance of being prepared for turbulent times. So whether it's, you know, stocking up on household supplies or getting your finances in order, these there are certain things that are in your control and that you can do to plan ahead. You know, market volatility, there's always different reasons for market volatility, but the inevitable reality is we're going to have market volatility. So it's never been more important when it comes to your retirement to control the things you can control by having a well-thought-out plan in place because the reality is with a good plan where all the pieces of the plan fit together, short-term volatility just shouldn't have really much, if any, impact on your success or failure. So the good news is there's a lot you can do to protect what you've earned and continue to grow it in retirement. And most importantly, take your life savings and convert it into stable, increasing income. And although the market did well in in the time we've seen since the election, no one knows where it's headed in the future, especially in the short term as we continue to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. So rather than hope for the best, you can create a financial plan for all seasons, good and bad. And this plan can provide you with reliable income throughout retirement. You can work to reduce your tax burden and think about where taxes may be headed in the future. And most importantly, your plan should be tailored to you. So in this show today, we're going to discuss what this plan should consist of. We're going to discuss how you can work to reduce your tax burden, both now and in the future. What if tax rates do go up quite a bit? We know they're going up currently under current law in 2026. What should you consider when creating a retirement investment strategy? How to create retirement income? You know, in retirement, as I said, it's not just, it's no longer about how much you have. It's how you take what you have and convert it into stable, increasing income. How do you structure income that's not subject to market volatility? 
And what are the elements of a truly comprehensive retirement plan? So we're going to kind of hit all of that today. Now, as an advisor, you know, we can help you with all areas of your retirement planning, including investing, retirement income, tax minimization. It's important to have a retirement plan for all seasons, not just the easy ones. So if you have any uncertainty about the future, take advantage of what you can control. Call us at 865-862-6800, or you can visit us at broganfinancial.com and sign up for a complimentary financial review. We can either do it in person or we can do it virtually. So we can help you get started on a plan that covers your retirement planning needs. In this first segment, I want to dive into tax minimization. You know, thanks to increased government spending during the pandemic, the national debt is expected to exceed the size of the entire U.S. economy by the end of this year. The only time that's ever happened is after World War II, and it looks like we're going to be there at the end of this year. So could this mean tax increases maybe in the future? You know, also one thing interesting of note after World War II is we had huge stimulus, not stimulus, not government stimulus, surplus. In our budget deficit or surplus in 47 and, 1947 and 48, we had huge, largest on record to my knowledge, government surplus. So we immediately were able to get control of the de- of the federal debt, and that's not the case today. It's projected that the debt, the deficits, will continue to skyrocket. So you can't assume that your tax burden in retirement is going to be lower, or that it's not going to increase. So let's discuss how to minimize tax strategy. Uh, your income taxes, you know, we all know it's not how much you make, it's how much you get to keep. So let's just talk about that for just a bit here. You know, government spending now, and we have the expiration of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act at the end of 2025 on the personal side. The business side for business income is not going to expire. Uh, It is a part of the permanent tax code if there are no changes in Congress. But the personal side, our personal tax brackets, the increase in the standard deduction, the decrease in income tax brackets, the increase in how much you can pass to your loved ones with no estate tax, and I could go on and on and on, all that is going to expire at the end of 2025. Now, you also, you know, if you're in the early years of retirement, you also, if you're, you know, under age 72, you could be looking at a double whammy. Number one, income taxes are going to increase under current law, and you're going to have these required minimum distributions from your IRAs and 401ks and other retirement accounts. So you're going to have to start taking about 4% per year out of your retirement accounts, and it's reportable as taxable ordinary income. If not all of it, most of it probably. So, you know, you're talking a million-dollar IRA, you're talking about $40,000 of taxable income that you don't have right now. So there's a lot of things you can do to take advantage of today's historically low rates. And I'm not even accounting for where my tax rates go in the future with new laws. I mean, they're not only going up now in 2026. I think it's extremely likely when you look at the simple math of where we are with our debt and our deficits, 
And the fact that Congress is going to continue to do more stimulus for this economy, that tax or our tax system in the next five to 10 years could change dramatically. So what are you doing to save on your income taxes? So a couple of things I'm going to throw up here. Uh, one is, of course, Roth IRA. Roth IRA can be very effective especially in the early years of retirement when you're not 72 years old yet. Now, even if you're over 72, Roth IRA could be very powerful. But, you know, let's back up for a second. Roth IRAs can have a tendency to be oversold, in my opinion, because when does a Roth IRA benefit you over a traditional IRA? Or when does a Roth 401k benefit you over a traditional Roth, or excuse me, a traditional 401k? And the answer is if your taxes, when you fund the Roth, you know, when you fund a Roth, if you do a Roth conversion today, let's say you take $50,000 from your 401, your IRA, and you put it in a Roth, you got to pay the income tax on the $50,000 now. But then after five years, as long as you're over 59 and a half, that Roth IRA is tax-free to you. So when that really pays off is if your income tax bracket when you fund the Roth is lower than it is when you take the money out of the Roth later on. So if you're in the final years of your working life, if you make a pretty decent amount of money, you know, if you as a married couple are making a healthy six-figure income, your taxable income is probably going to go down substantially in retirement. Now, tax rates may also go up, but, you know, doing Roth conversion in the final years of retirement, it can make sense, but oftentimes it does not make sense. But in the early years of retirement, before you have to start taking distributions from your 401k or IRA at 72 years old, you know, you may be, you have the ability potentially to maybe live in a very low tax bracket. And you know when you're in your mid-70s and 80s, if you have large retirement accounts, you know your tax rates are going to go up. So that's the time you want to consider Roth IRA conversion, okay? So they can really help reduce tax burdens moving forward. Now, it is an upfront tax cost. So, you know, you're, it's going to take you some time to recover that tax cost. And you really need to be able to pay that tax out of non-Roth monies. Like you need to have other monies that are set at, that, you know, at the bank or could even be in other investments that are not inside a retirement account. You need to have other monies to be able to pay the taxes on it. But it is going to take some time, and you need to be able to afford that upfront tax hit. I, I meet with some people that can afford, or, or excuse me, it, it, it might make sense from the math of it when you look at taxes today versus taxes in the future, but because of their income need, it's questionable as to whether they can afford to take that tax hit in the early years of retirement because you don't want to deplete your savings too fast. So really, it just needs a comprehensive analysis. Everybody needs that. It's a tax analysis. Can you afford to bear this tax cost? Because there is a tax cost up front, but, it, you know, if you can afford to, it might be one of the best things you could do. I also want to mention, before our first break today, I also want to mention long-term capital gains. You know, we do have a 0% tax rate in our tax code, and it's for long-term capital gains. When your taxable income, if you're married filing jointly, if your taxable income is under $80,000, now that's after your tax deduction. So if you have $105,000 of income and you take a $25,000 tax deduction, 
you've got an $80,000 taxable income. If you're under 80, any portion of that that is long-term capital gain has a 0% tax cost. And, you know, if you're not, especially if you're not 72, this could be a, an opportunity to really take advantage of. And, you know, I, I see issues. You know, I had, I had a, a, a couple come into my office this week, and they have a pretty large investment base of investment assets. And, you know, about a little over $2 million. And all of their IRA and 401k investments were in things like stocks and mutual funds and ETFs, exchange-traded index funds. In other words, they were in investments where if you hold it for a year and then you sell it and there's a gain and you hold it for over a year, you get long-term capital gains tax treatment. The problem is in an IRA or 401k, you don't get that tax benefit because everything coming out is taxed as ordinary income. And then all of their non-IRA money was at the bank, in, in bank types of investments, CDs, money markets. They did have some individual bonds. The point is they can't get the long-term capital gains tax treatment on any of those assets. So it, their asset location was important. So we're creating a plan for them to have some of their capital assets, their stocks and fund, mutual funds, outside the IRA, where if we hold them for over a year, we can take advantage of long-term capital gains tax treatment. And that's just one component of how an effective tax strategy can make sense. What is the asset location? How are you diversifying your investments from a tax perspective where you can take advantage of everything the tax code has to offer? So this is critically important. You know, taxes over our lifetime, for most of us, are our largest expense, and it's not even close. And when you look at your retirement account withdrawals, your real estate holdings, social security benefits and investments, you may be leaving a substantial amount of money on the table without a comprehensive tax planning strategy. Do you have a long-term tax strategy, or are you only focused getting through year-to-year, year and you're more mainly just preparing taxes every year in the spring, which is really looking in the rearview mirror. It's not proactive in looking forward. So if you would like a complimentary tax analysis, we're happy to do that for you. Now, most of the clients we work with are usually upwards of about seven or $800,000 of investment assets or more, but, it, but we want to help you. And we can often work with folks that have that don't have seven or eight hundred thousand or more. So regardless of your situation, if you'd like a tax analysis, give us a call, 865-862-6800. Or you can go to go to my website, broganfinancial.com, and you can fill out a form there for a complimentary review. We can do it in person or we can do it virtually. We're glad to help you. Now, when we come back, we've seen the market go on a roller coaster ride since March. And I think you're going to see more volatility. That's one, you know, two certainties in the stock market. It's uncertain. We can't predict it. And it's volatile. So next, we'll discuss how you can plan for volatility with your investment plan and mitigate the effects of short-term volatility. So st stay tuned. We'll have more when we come back. This is More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI.
You are listening to More Living with Jim Brogan. During the week, Jim is a financial advisor, an author and speaker with an MBA from the University of Tennessee who specializes in helping people in or near retirement plan for the next phase of their lives. You can reach Brogan Financial during the week at 865-862-6800 or on the web at broganfinancial.com. And now, here's Senior Market Advisor Magazine's 2011 National Advisor of the Year and host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in this morning to More Living with Jim Brogan. And this afternoon, uh, we are now running uh, 9 o'clock every Saturday morning and every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. So if you don't catch all of the show this morning, you can catch us this afternoon um, so we'd love to hear, um, you know, we just want to get the word out. We want to help you uh, make informed and prudent decisions that can impact the quality of your life. And uh, check us out online, broganfinancial.com. we got tremendous resources there. If you click on resources, we've got Brogan University, which is a series of videos. Uh, we've also got some resources you can download. Uh, are you concerned about the possibility of losing your retirement savings in a market downturn? You know, the effects of a market correction or bear market around the time of your retirement could be extremely harmful to your wealth. You know, so what can you do? You know, retiring into the teeth of a bear market could be extremely devastating if you haven't planned for that properly. And that's the thing. We really don't know. I mean, when we retire... You don't know what the market's going to be those first two or three years. And what if there is a bear market? And believe it or not, whatever happens, there's the potential that whatever happens in the first five years of retirement could could impact you and have 50% impact on your outcome over the following 30 years. In other words, 50% of your outcome in retirement is determined in the first five years. What if there's a significant bear market? And you have no control of that. So we need a plan that, that, that factors that in and that mitigates that risk. And you can do that. You can have a plan to mitigate that risk. It's, in, it's interesting that when we look at the 2008 financial crisis, the Great Recession, did you know that 10 years after the 2008 financial crisis, only 2% of middle-income baby boomers reportedly believe that the economy had fully recovered. And 65% of middle-income baby boomers did not believe they had seen any personal benefit from the economic recovery. You know, that's extremely interesting because we can look at the numbers and see what the economy did or didn't do, but investor perception, which is telling us what did you actually see from your investments, how were they handled, So that's pretty interesting, and hoping for a strong stock market is not a plan. You should assess your risk tolerance as you near and enter retirement with the help of a financial professional. You know, that's what we do at Brogan Financial. We measure risk. And as a fee-based fiduciary, our obligation is to serve your best interests and solely your best interests. And so we measure risk versus reward. You know, Investing is very much about balancing risk and reward. It's a balancing act. You know, nobody wants to lose money, but we all want to make money. So, you know, what is the balance there? 
And the good thing is when we measure risk, past risk in a portfolio, believe it or not, it's actually a pretty good predictor of future risk. Now, we know the past does not guarantee the future. And you can always get an outcome a little bit different than what you expect. But in a good financial plan, if you've properly measured risk, you, won't, you shouldn't get an outcome radically different than what you expect. You know, to use round numbers, if you have a million-dollar portfolio and you have a plan in retirement where you feel very confident that in the vast majority of all markets, you're not going to lose more than, say, $150,000 or so, and those are the kind of things you need to be asking yourself. You know, is it 100? Is it 150? Is it 200? You should be asking yourself that. And if, but if you build a plan around your tolerance for your appetite for losing money, then, you know, could you get a little bit worse result than you expect? Yeah, that could happen. But if you're trying to avoid something worse than a $150,000 loss on a million-dollar portfolio, how likely is it if you've measured risk properly that you could get a two hundred dollars or $300,000 loss? I mean, it is extremely, extremely unlikely. And so when we look at a number like 65% of middle-income baby boomers believe the economy had not fully recovered, in the, from the 2008 recession, or that they, they had not gotten any personal benefit. You know, there might have been investor behavior in there in how you handle your investments both in the good markets and in the bad markets that could have been detrimental to you. So when we measure risk and we build a plan around your tolerance for risk, then oftentimes when we ultimately do see downturns because we will it's you're not getting a big surprise that makes you make an emotional decision with your money and you know emotion is one of the biggest enemies of long-term success in a financial plan so when you measure it and you have a pretty good expectation of risk versus reward you don't get big surprises typically okay you really shouldn't Okay. Now, the other part of that that's extremely important is how you draw income in the short term. You know, what do you do when the market's down? Because one of the fundamental rules of successful wealth management is don't spend an investment loss. Now, notice I didn't say don't sell an investment loss. I said don't spend it. You know, it's okay to sell something when it's down and reinvest it. That's taking advantage of opportunities and you're staying invested. What you don't ever want to do is sell and spend. In other words, if you need income a year from now and you need to draw $30,000 off of your million-dollar portfolio to supplement your income in retirement, and the stock market is down substantially next year, are you going to have to sell off investments to draw that income? Because that's what you don't want to do. You know, uh, because then you'll compound your loss. That money will never, ever come back because you've spent it. Instead, you want to have stable investments in the short term that aren't in the stock market. So you know exactly today where your income is going to come from next year, and the year after that, and the year after that. And frankly, you need to be able to have stable income sources out at least five years.
And, you know, if you can be seven or eight years, that makes your plan even more, more secure. So how you structure your income is a big part of this, but you just got to measure your risk so you don't get big surprises. You know, I'll give you an example. I had somebody come into my office last week, a married couple, and they had right at a $2 million portfolio, okay? And they came in, and, you know, I like to, I like to classify all of your investments as either safe money or risk money. And the way I define, so think of two buckets of money. You've got a safe money bucket, and you've got a risk money bucket. Very simple. And every money, all your money goes in one of those two buckets. Let's define the buckets. The way I define safe money is you have ideally a guaranteed return of principal. If that's the case, you have to look at who's, 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 who's making the guarantee. How stable and secure are they? Who's backing up them if they go under? Uh, or if it's not guaranteed, it's very stable. In other words, it's not in the stock market. It's stable. You can depend on it being there when you need it. The problem with safe money is it doesn't make much. So it does have risk. It has inflationary risk. Can you earn enough to beat inflation? And the best way to fight inflation is the risk money. problem with risk money is you can lose a lot of money, right? Well, this married couple came in. They had a little over $2 million. Let's just call it an even $2 million. And I asked them, after I had looked through their statements and their bank accounts and all of that think your mix is between the risk and the safe money. And they said, we think we're about 85, 90%, or excuse me, I'm sorry. They said, we think we're about 60, 40. And I had to show them why they were actually between 85 and 90% in the risk bucket. They thought they had a 60, 40 mix. And they did it. They had almost 90% in the risk bucket. And the reason for that is because some of the things that were in that risk bucket, they looked at um, as being more stable and secure. But the bottom line is all of that investment had risk. And maybe more surprisingly, when I did an analysis on that investment uh, account, on all their investments, what I found that was more than likely, if we had a, an average bear market, which is a 40% downturn, if we had that in the next couple of years before they retire, I told them you're likely to lose close to, you know, five to $600,000, probably in the neighborhood of $500,000, maybe a little more. I mean, no way to know for sure, but based on the risk measurements in the portfolio, that's what we saw as a potential loss. So the reason that's so important is they thought that they were much more insulated against short-term risk than they really are. Now, sometimes it's the other way. Sometimes I'll have somebody come into my office and they've got all their money at the bank and they have, or maybe they have money in a, a laddered portfolio of individual bonds and they're living on the interest, and there's significant inflationary risks and things like that. So, uh, you know, it can go both ways, but the bottom line is, have you measured your risk and done an analysis of risk versus reward and built out a financial plan that can provide stability of income in the short term, but growth of income in the long term? You know, I get people ask me all the time, Jim, how do I assess my risk tolerance? 
Well, we can measure that and we can look at potential downside and a potential upside because in a financial plan, you know, if you're not going to lose as much in the down market as a stock market, well, you're in the boom, you're not going to make as much more than likely. So it's a balancing act. But we got great tools to measure that. So if you're concerned about market volatility and running out of money in retirement, give us a call for a no obligation risk assessment meeting. And we'll, ex- we'll examine your portfolio and show you the risk that you have and help you come up with a plan to, to solve the issue. So give us a call, 865-862-6800, or you can visit us online at broganfinancial.com. You know, people ask us, Jim, you know, how much money do I have to have for you to work with us? And, you know, most of our clients usually are around about seven or 800000 or more. Uh, but we do work with anyone that we feel like we can help where it can be beneficial to you and be fair to us as well. So if you'd like a, a risk assessment, give us a call. Again, it's 862-6800 or visit us online at broganfinancial.com. So we understand it's important to have your investment plan in line, but what about your income plan and Social Security and how you structure retirement income? That's what we'll talk about when we come back here on More Living with Jim Brogan. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI. weekly radio show, television news appearances, and adult education classes taught at the University of Tennessee and Pellissippi State Community College. Jim taps into his extensive knowledge and experience to address issues important to living your best retirement. Join Jim every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. here on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI and visit him online at broganfinancial.com. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. As you turned into News Talk 98.7 WOKI, we are now on the air 9 o'clock every Saturday morning, which we have been for quite about 10 years now. We've been on at 9 o'clock on Saturday. We've been on the air now for 16, or excuse me, 15 years. We're also, though, now on Saturday afternoon from 3 to 4. So if you miss us in one part of those hours, you can always check us out in the other. You can also listen to our podcasts at broganfinancial.com. Click on radio. How much money will you need to maintain your lifestyle in retirement? And how do you take your life savings and convert it into stable income that will increase over time? You need it to because of inflation. And, the, you know, really the exercise is to kind of look at, okay, what will be your guaranteed income in retirement? And there you start with Social Security. So the first part of this is what's your Social Security strategy? And if you retire before your full retirement age, which is going to be between your full retirement age, depending on when you were born, is going to be between 66 and 67 years old. You know, if you're already, you know. Well, actually, that's for everybody right now. That could change in the future for younger folks, uh, you know, if they change Social Security rules. But, you know, if you retire before you're that age, should you go ahead and draw Social Security or not? 
So the Social Security decision, number one, is very important. I like to say that Social Security election, when you decide to draw, is maybe the most important election you will vote on in retirement. Now, you know, with the election we just had, I guess some people may could argue with me about that one uh, because everybody felt so passionately one way or the other about the election this year. But, um, but your Social Security decision, all joking aside, is extremely important. And there are so many factors at play. You know, you need to worry about what things are going to cost. People are living longer and longer lives. What are things going to cost when you're 88 or when you're 93? You know, the average married couple at 65 years old to come together is one of you is expected to live until about 94 years old out of the two of you. Some 29 years. So we have to be prepared for, you know, I know you're not going to travel and have as much discretionary spending when you're in your late 80s and early 90s, but you do need to work, but your medical costs are likely to go up. So you got to have a plan to pay for that. All right? So first, the Social Security election is so critically important, and it's also, you know, can you afford to delay the benefit? I mean, an 8% per year increase delaying the benefit from full retirement age to age 70 is a tremendous thing, potentially, but can you afford to delay? If you got your savings while you're delaying your benefit, that's not going to do you any good. And then also understanding things like spousal benefits, widow-widower benefits, all that comes into play. You know, if I delay my benefit to 70, I'm the higher-earning spouse in my household. My wife spent a number of years working primarily in the home, maybe the most important job in America, but she was certainly underpaid working in the home. And so her, her earnings base, mine will be higher than hers. So, you know, if I delay to 70... Not only am I going to get a higher Social Security benefit for my life, if I die first, she's also going to get that same higher benefit for the rest of her life. Because as a widow, she would get and step up and get my benefit, if my benefit's higher than hers. So that's an important thing to know, but it's also understand, important to understand how spousal benefits work. If you're divorced, you know, if you were married for more than 10 years, you can get the same spousal benefit right as if you were married, as long as you haven't remarried. But you have to bring it to Social Security's attention and prove it. They're not going to do it for you. But that's also a factor with widow benefits. So, you know, ma maximizing and doing a Social Security analysis if you haven't already, and even if you have already drawn Social Security, it's very important in your financial plan to be looking at what those benefits are likely to be into the future and understand how all of this fits together with widow, widower benefits and all that. And then how does the rest of your financial plan need to be built around that? Because we take what you know you're going to get. Social Security, if you're getting a pension, you may be drawing a guaranteed pension. You know, if you're making a pension decision, how you structure that guaranteed income is critically important. If you're offered a lump sum, be careful you don't just jump and do a money grab. Sometimes that lump sum pension is not a good deal for you. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. Needs a thorough analysis. You might have rental income from real estate, but whatever that fixed in that more stable income is, then you look at what do you need. You know, if you need to spend five thousand dollars a month and you're getting 
you know, that's 60000 a year. And then if you need, you know, let's use a little bit bigger number. Let's say you need to draw 7000 a month is what you need. That's 84000 a year. Um, but that's on a net basis if your expenses are 7000 a month. So let's say on a gross basis, let's use a round number. You need to draw 100000 a year in retirement. And between your Social Security and maybe a pension, let's say you're going to be getting 70000 Well, you've got a gap of $30,000. So you're, that's 3% if you have a million-dollar portfolio. If you have a $500,000 portfolio, that's 6%. That's too high. You, you probably don't need to retire yet, or you need to figure something else out or do part-time work for a few years. But 3% is pretty doable. So you're getting 70000 in, in income from Social Security and pension. You need 100. So your savings has got to produce that extra 30000 a year. And then over time, you're going to have to increase that for inflation. And you know what? Social Security is probably not going to keep up with inflation in the future. And is your pension, if you have a pension, does it have a cost of living adjustment? You know, if you work for an Oak Ridge DOE contractor, just about all those, most of those pensions do not have an inflation adjustment. They don't ever increase. So what that means is over time, your income from savings is going to have to become a heavier mix of your retirement income. These are the kinds of things that you should be factoring in in a comprehensive financial plan. I know it sounds like a lot. We've talked about income taxes. We've talked about investing. We've talked about stability of income in the short term, growth of accounts in the long term. How does inflation measure in? How does Social Security growth and pension growth measure in? I know we're talking about a lot of stuff, but it, it, there are a lot of facets to this. Now, these are the kind of things we help our clients with. We do comprehensive financial planning. And our job is to make sure you don't make a big mistake because, let's face it, you only get one chance to retire. You cannot undo it. So we do everything we can to, to reduce and all but eliminate the chance you could make a big mistake. And then we also make sure we take advantage of every opportunity you have, which could be income taxes. It could be Social Security strategy. It could be asset location. You know, what are your investments inside the IRA versus outside the IRA, and how do you take uh, advantages of, law, of capital gains tax treatment? There's so many layers here. If you'd like a, uh, an analysis, we can do that complimentary, either in person or, or uh, virtually. Give us a call at 865-862-6800. You can also visit us online at broganfinancial.com. If you want to take the bull by the horns and learn more of this on your own, that's why I do my classes at the University of Tennessee and at Pellissippi State. My next class at the University of Tennessee is in late January. It's two successive Thursdays. If you go to broganfinancial.com, click on classes, it'll pull up our class schedule. And you can sign up to be notified as soon as that UT class becomes available for registration, which I believe is going to be here another week or two. So do check us out, broganfinancial.com. If you want to just take the bull by the horns and try to learn more of this on your own, that's what I'm all about, is giving you that type of information through the radio show, through my dollars and cents segments, through the retirement minutes that I run every week on this station, and through my classes. And then I've got guides you can download. I've got Brogan University with, with videos. Some of those are four or five minutes is most of them. I've also got a couple of online webinars on demand that you can watch that are about 30 minutes long, one on taxes. 
So check us out and follow us along. And then if you ever want to engage and have us help you do an analysis, we're happy to do that. Again, broganfinancial.com. So when we come back, is your retirement plan truly comprehensive? And what should the comprehensive plan contain? We'll hit it at more to big, big picture, 30,000 foot view. Are you covering all of these areas? Stay with us. It's more living with Jim Brogan on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. For listening to More Living with Jim Brogan. If you miss any of today's show or want to listen to it again, visit BroganFinancial.com where you can access the podcast and other educational materials to help you in your journey through retirement. And now, here's Senior Market Advisor Magazine's 2011 National Advisor of the Year and host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in here at News Talk 98.7 WOKI. We're on 9 o'clock Saturday morning and 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. You can check us out online, broganfinancial.com. Check our upcoming classes at the University of Tennessee in Pellissippi State. Late January is our first class where I try to equip you to make informed and prudent decisions that can impact the quality of your life. It's so important that you understand what a comprehensive financial plan should address. So I want to hit that at a little bit more of a 30,000-foot view. I've, I've gotten into some of those details today in this show. So if you've missed some of this, go back and listen to our podcast. We'll have it up on our website by Monday. Click on radio at broganfinancial.com. But let's, let, let's just look at all these components. So, um, you know, a big piece of it is your income plan. How do you structure Social Security? How do you consider spousal and widow benefits? Um, Can you afford to delay your benefit? Understanding Social Security is critically important. Your pension decision. Which type of income should you take or should you take the lump sum? Be careful with that. Be careful you don't go for the money grab and take the lump sum. It, It needs cautious analysis. There's pros and cons all the way along. And then how are you going to supplement your income? How are you going to supplement Social Security, for example, and and with your savings and get the income you need? And then how are you going to structure income that that you're not really affected by market volatility in the short term? Then how do you invest your money? So then the investment plan, how do you invest your money to achieve that outcome? You know, a financial plan should all be about trying to achieve a specific outcome that you need to achieve and want to achieve and what plan gives you the greatest likelihood at achieving that outcome. You know, do you want to, here's a great way to say it, do you want to be rich or do you want to know that you'll never be poor? Just about everybody I talk to says, Jim, I'd rather know that I'm never going to be poor. Because sometimes in pursuing making more money, we could threaten our security. But we do need to make money and have growth because of inflation. But measuring risk so you can make wise decisions and not get investment outcomes that are unexpected is critically important. Uh, Tax planning, I talked about that in the first part of this show. 
You know, tax planning, in my opinion, as we move forward, is going to become more and more critical. I think our tax system is likely to change maybe dramatically in the next five to ten years. Then you've got your estate planning. We haven't gotten into that. How are you going to be, make sure you're taken care of if, while you're alive if you can't take care of yourself? And then how are you going to take care of your loved ones? How do you want to make impact in this world? How do you want to structure your assets to make that impact? And, of course, health care planning is a big piece of that. So all of these are important. Uh, those are the five major components of a comprehensive financial plan for retirement. So if you haven't done an analysis, we'd be happy to do that for you. Give us a call at 865-862-6800 or visit us online at broganfinancial.com. Now, I'm excited. Next week, we're going to have Rick Barnes on. You know, Tessie was just picked to finish to win the SEC, to win the SEC by the media for basketball. Don't miss that interview with Rick Barnes next week right here at 9 and at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Thanks for tuning in this week. Thank you to Chris and Jill. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, only on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.